People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome back, wrestling fans. We're here for another edition of the 20 by 20 Wrestling Crew. I am Joe, and I'm here with my cohort, Matt. What's up, Matt? What's going on? We are one week removed from the season four premiere of Lucha Underground. We hope you all are enjoying our last episode that featured a review of season one, just to get your taste buds wet. And uh, we hope you're enjoying the product, uh, whether it be on Netflix or YouTube or what have you, and enjoying season four if you're that far. I myself am not, but uh, I'm 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 working up to it. Really good, really good episode, first episode in. Cool. So something to enjoy. Uh, as always, we have something uh, on the television in the background to uh, kind of what our ap- appetite here as we record, and we're watching a match between. Tully Blanchard and the late great Dusty Rhodes at Great American Bash 1987. Uh, there's a lot of barbed wire around the ring, and there's a ladder in the ring. And I just told Matt right before we started recording that I'm going to drop some knowledge, and this this is going to relate to the rest of the episode. So clearly, I am not blind, even though I have a wonky eye right now. There is a ladder in that in that ring. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes that, or no? That's correct, yes. That's correct. Okay. So, if you go back and you watch enough interviews on the WWE Network and you watch Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon talk about the beginnings of the ladder match, they will have you believe that ladder matches never happened before... Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall, when he was Razor Ramon, started doing it in uh, in house shows, and that Pat Patterson was the one that came up with the idea. That's that's funny because <laughs> Shawn Michaels and and Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, is not even the first guy in the WWE to do that. I, I'm looking, so we're, we're watching the it's called Ladder Match, Reaching for Glory. It's under the collection. Uh, section of the WWE Network, and there's a there's one that says a first for WWE from July 21st, 1992, uh, just a little under two years before that WrestleMania 10 match between and this was took place between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So Shawn Michaels was technically in the first ladder match in WWE, but that wasn't even the first match. Wasn't even the first match. And on the WWE Network, ladder matches took place all the way back to 1979, at least on here. Yes. So I, it's another one of those uh, WWE things that uh, they did everything first. They came up with it all. Exactly. <laughs> I just had to point that out there. But uh, how it relates to the rest of the episode? Well, you might be asking yourself that. I'm going to explain. It relates like this. You have the WWE who makes statements like that. And it, it, this isn't something new. They do it periodically. Yeah. And uh, 
it has been kind of a raucous day today because uh, I myself was attending to some personal business all day, but Matt has informed me that there was an update to the WWE Network. Yeah, under the Hidden Gems. Under the Hidden Gems section with footage of Kenny Omega, a very young Kenny Omega. In, what was that, Mid-South or Deep South? Deep South Wrestling. Deep South Wrestling. (laughs) They have added it to the WWE Network. And uh, the caption underneath the video, I believe, says, The Real Omega Man. The Real Omega Man, yeah. (laughs) How fucking dastardly of a heel fucking move is this? Um... I guess I guess if you can't beat them, you join them. Is maybe is is that the frame of mind here, the train of thought? I mean, so this is happening about a week removed from, or two weeks or so removed from the Kenny Omega Kazuchika Okada masterpiece from Dominion. Congratulations, uh, Kenny! Congratulations to you. You called it. <laughs> <clears throat> You've been saying it for a long time, and it came true. Uh. Katie Omega is the new and current IWGP heavyweight champion. And he reestablished himself again, if he hasn't already done that, as the one of the biggest names in professional wrestling today. Not just in Japan, but just all around the world altogether. And Katie Omega, for those who didn't know, wrestled for WWE's developmental territory called Deep South Wrestling. They were running two developmentals at the time, Deep South and Ohio Valley Wrestling. And he was there for for about a year, I want to say. And, you know, eventually he was, I think he was cut. I don't think he left on his own terms. I think he was cut. Yeah, he was cut. And, you know, went on to do what he's doing now. And they could do whatever they want with that footage. That is their own footage. They're not breaking any rules. They want to... It, it, the immediate reaction is, okay, we have a popular wrestler. You know, let's let's showcase. Like, hey, before they were huge, because they do that on, on Hidden Gems all the time. You know, they have a CM Punk match against Val Venus on Heat. You know, Bobby Roode on I think on episode of Velocity. Dean Ambrose when he was John Moxley, I think it's his real name. Um, <laughs> on on I think Velocity as well. AJ Styles, of course, too. So it's not uncommon. They have Samoa Joe and some in the uh, promotion. Very bad footage of it, but you know they, it, it's a it's a not an uncommon thing, and it just strikes very much as odd that you you pick somebody that doesn't even wrestle for your company anymore. I mean, technically he he did. He is an alumni of some sort, I guess, if you want to call him that. Um, but. It's it's really intriguing that they they do that because not only did they do, did they do that, but on their website, uh, as of this recording, we're at the final day, I believe, or at least one of the final days of E3, which is a huge, mainly video game convention, but there's other media that's that's being unveiled as well, but mainly video games. And for those who don't know, Kenny Omega is a huge. Uh, video game fan. Uh, many of your shirts resemble that. Um, there's a huge video game fan in WWE as well. Uh, uh, that'd be Xavier Woods. He has his own YouTube show. I think it's called Up, Up, Down, Down. 
um, where he, I think I never watched the show, but I think he talks video games or plays video games. I don't know what he it's does. It's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay, so it's about video games, and he's a huge video game fan. Now, for those who have been keeping score at home, the New Day and the Elite. And by the Elite, I'm not referring to what everybody calls the Elite now. I'm talking about the original Elite, which is Kenny Omega on the Young Bucks. Okay. That was the original Elite. They have been, for, for years, have been taking the shots at each other, you know, whether it be doing each other's poses or in a case of the Elite coming out dressed as the New Day, <laughs> uh, doing their own brand of, of Budios, uh, their own cereal. They've been taking shots at each other, and it's cl- it was clear from the get-go that these guys wanted to do business with each other somehow, some way. And they did a video game competition for Street Fighter V at E3. All, all six uh, members were there, and it was heavily promoted on the WWE's website. And they're not just mentioning the New Day, but they're also mentioning Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They've mentioned Kenny Omega in other uh, instances as well. And it just seems like it's not it's it's not no longer just banking off of popularity. It's pretty clear now that their intentions are putting a WWE banner banner over Kenny Omega's name. What are your thoughts on everything that's going on with that? Do you agree with what was said there, or do you have your own take on it? No, no, no. You're you're right. You're absolutely right. Like I said, this is this is some dastardly heel shit. Oh, yeah, it, you know? without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. But that's what they do. And you know what? This, Whether we like it or not, this is the way they begin the courtship process for talent that they don't have that they want. Yeah. You know? And whatever they can get away with, they'll get away with. Whether it be, you know, a hidden gem of a video or, you know, free publicity. Yeah. That, that they can technically get away with because their people are involved. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. You know, they they are the biggest company, uh, sports entertainment company, wrestling company in the world. You don't stay that way by playing nice. You just don't. And they do what they have to do when they have to do it. And that's... That's really all I have to say about that. I mean, it, it, it's there for you in black and white and everybody else. You can see it. And if you don't agree with me, you don't agree with me. But that's what's going on. There's there's a lot. Of, and I, I've been having this conversation all day today. I'm exhausted by it. For all you WWE marks out there, this is not a black and white situation. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are not going to sign with the WWE today or tomorrow, or next month. I got SummerSlam thrown at me. Oh, their, their contract's ending soon. Like, they'll be at SummerSlam. And for those people out there, I just... just I don't... Look, I don't, I don't wish harm upon you, but it's like... It's like, just just to stop. Just stop. Go, go bash your head into a wall, because that's the stupidest thing you could say. All in is happening after SummerSlam. Why September first? Why? Why the in Chicago? By the way, Chicago. We'll, we'll be we, there. We'll be there. Why the hell would the Young Bucks appear at SummerSlam 
and then you know like just weeks before all in which is a show that they paid for or they they helped fund what sense does that make it makes no sense yeah yeah <laughs> it's that's that's not the way to advertise for all in either to, to go to... <laughs> so for those people stop just stop the young bucks contract end at the end of 2018 kenny omega's contract ends uh, at the end of January of 2019, there's a lot of time, and of course, WWE is gonna. It's made. They made it very obvious that they're gonna go after them, especially Kenny Omega. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not saying that at all, because I don't know. But it's been proven time and time again that you do not need a WWE banner above your name to be successful in this business. Now, some people have said to me and you're right uh, most, you know, well you're right to an extent they said that every wrestler looks at Wrestlemania and say that's a place I want to be at some point in their career and I, my answer to that is you're probably right but that's an assumption you can assume safely that that's the case but at the end of the day I would hazard a guess that there's some, at least a few people out there that say no that's never been appealing to me well, especially these days. I mean, I, I I also like half-heartedly agree here because yeah, traditionally, that's what most of these wrestlers want, sure, or have wanted, sure, have their name associated with WrestleMania because it is the biggest show, yeah, which usually means the biggest amount of, of money. success, yeah, success, money. But we're, we're there's there's like a changing of the guard going on right now, and guess what? Those paydays, especially because of the way the WWE is doing business these days, those paydays are a thing of the past. I mean, not completely, but they're going that way. Yeah. And so you have uh, let's take Austin Aries, Austin Aries, uh, and um, Neville. Okay. Their their cruiserweight match uh, got left off of WrestleMania. The pre-show, yeah. Okay, so they don't get any of those royalties for WrestleMania sales. Both of the guys were pissed. I can imagine. Obviously, Neville left first. He mm. he had enough of the bullshit, and while you know he is still, um, if I'm not mistaken, under a no compete clause. I can guarantee you, when he comes back and he's able to tour, he's going to make a fuck ton of money doing what he does. Yeah. More more money than he would have made in the WWE. Guys, that's a very common thing these days. The wrestling industry is going through another golden age. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. And guess what? That's one of the byproducts. You have... Uh, look at Cody... I'm pretty sure, since we're talking about Kenny Omega and the Bucks possibly leaving, Cody has came out and said that he's not going back anytime soon. And the money is not the object. He's making more money now than he did with the WWE. Who in their right fucking mind, especially now that he's on his own boss? Yeah. Why would you want to go back to something like that? You're in total control of your career. You're making more money doing it. You're just not doing it with the biggest company in the world. Yeah. That's see, and that's that's the thing. That's that's the argument. That is the only argument that these WWE marks throw at me, is 
the WWE is the most global brand in the world. I'm not arguing with that. Yeah, that's that's not our point here. Yeah, I I don't give a shit how big it is. <laughs> you know, it, it's here's the thing. Like if think of it like internet use. I'm not asking you to tell people what you use, but I, I'll I'll say mine. I, I use Comcast, and you you use a smaller company. I use Wide Open West. There it is. I I, I also forgot the name of it. Too. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> If you're getting, we're getting the same thing, and I'm paying more. And we were talking about it the other day with this whole net neutrality bullshit. I'm not going to go into that, but you know, I'm hearing what you pay, and I'm hearing what you know, what you, what you, what, the amount of of speed that you get, and it's like, why the fuck? What am I doing? <laughs> you know, because Comcast is the bigger name. It's it's easier. A lot of people today have come out of the shadows. You know, after all of my my stuff about the Omega and and Bucks situation. Have come out of the shadow and say, you know what? I agree with you. I, I don't like Raw and SmackDown. It's, but it's convenient to watch. It's easy to watch, especially a lot of people have kids. It's easier to watch with them. It's just convenient. You don't have to go searching for it. It's right there. I don't necessarily like that statement, but fine. I, I, I get it. It is convenient. It's on TV. It's on national TV twice a week. It has the most recognizable streaming service out of any wrestling company it's it's on so many different devices that you can get that's changing as well but it's it was it was the first it was the one that kind of started it all as far as wrestling goes fine i get that you know i'm not arguing and i i hate this argument well they have more money and this and that look that's fine but you look at I used to work for a big company, bigger company. And they're not like huge international company, but they're big in, in the Midwest. And I got paid scrap. I, I, I made shit. I struggled for, for years. I finally left that place. And I work for a small company that has less than 20 people. And I'm making a shit ton of money compared to what I was making at that place. Working for a big company doesn't mean you're making a ton of dough. It Absolutely. doesn't. Absolutely. You know, just ask anybody that works for, for Walmart. Or or yeah. McDonald's. Those are huge companies. Yeah, they're not paying their employees what they what they should be making. I'm not gonna not gonna get into this whole fifteen dollars or whatever thing. So this is a wrestling podcast. But my point is, just because you're an independent company doesn't mean you're not making money. You know, somebody try to throw in. Oh, you know, I I said all in. You know, look at all in and how that how that proves that you can be an independent wrestler and make a ton of money. Look at what they did. They sold out in 30 minutes. And these are 10,000 people, the uh, first person arena that they sold out in. You know, and I get it. WrestleMania is 70,000, 80,000, fine. But you're also talking about something that's over 30 years old that's had 30 plus years of advertising and promoting. This this just kind of happened out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and they, again, 10,000 in 30 minutes... So in that case, they would have sold twenty thousand in sixty minutes, it, and with that, with that, th- you know, with that mindset, probably still would have sold out in less time because the way that we had to wait for, yeah, you got that. They right. probably still would have sold twenty thousand in thirty minutes, but somebody again, somebody always has to do this. Well, you're saying All In is bigger than WrestleMania. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that the same way. I'm saying that Wrestle Kingdom isn't big as you know, bigger than WrestleMania. At this point. You know, in 2018, no wrestling show is bigger than WrestleMania. However, get your heads out of your asses 
and just think things can change and even if it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter it's what you're talking about one wrestling show one wrestling show doesn't make an entire company WWE will have you believe that that wrestling <laughs> that you know it's all about is WrestleMania or nothing but you know look at New Japan Pro Wrestling they do Domin- or excuse me they do Wrestle Kingdom and it, it was already let's move on to the next we're not talking about Wrestle Kingdom anymore we just talking we just got done with Dominion we're not talking about Dominion anymore move on go on to the next show you're the way that the wrestling industry should work and any good wrestler would say this your best show should be your next show absolutely and WWE doesn't have that mentality and that's the reason why I would hate to see Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks in in the WWE and I, I look at Kenny Omega the same way I look at AJ Styles or a Brian Danielson because you have these great talents and for those who haven't watched AJ Styles outside of WWE I I pity you because you have robbed yourself on AJ Styles that existed before what you see now you know this good wrestler that you see in WWE is I don't want to say shit but in comparison it's kind of shit yeah compared to what we saw in <laughs> TNA in New Japan and Ring of Honor and other independent pro, uh, promotions and you know we talked about Kenny Omega and and Dominion Kenny Omega wrestled over an hour with Kazuchika Okada absolutely fantastic match you please 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 for all our listeners out there please watch that match that is wrestling masterpiece right there plain and simple and with Kenny Omega coming to WWE let's assume he goes straight to the main roster it doesn't matter if it's Raw or Smackdown we'll just call it Raw for now Kenny Omega on Raw goes from wrestling hour long matches to about an 8 minute match sprinkle in a commercial break you know so instead of watching Kenny Omega do his, his, his work we're watching a fucking Geico commercial or something like that. <laughs> <clears throat> and I I lose all faith in, in what Kenny Omega brings to the table. And it's not it's not it's unfortunate because I want to support him for whatever decision he makes. You if WrestleMania is the thing you want to do, do it. Do it. If that's what you work for, do it. But if that means you have to water yourself down to do it, as much as it pains me to say this, because I love Kenny Omega and what he's done for the wrestling business, you lose respect, at least from me. And that's I'm just one guy, I admit that, but no, you lose I, respect. No, I, I feel the same way. It, when AJ Styles came to the WWE, there was all that hype about him possibly coming, and then word broke that, yes, him and Gallows and Anderson signed. Along with Shinsuke along at the time. Along with Shinsuke at the time. Yeah. And AJ shows up at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And was I excited to see that caliber of a talent show up to the WWE? Of course. Sure, yeah. Any any wrestling fan in their right mind would be. But at the same time, for me, it was bittersweet because I knew what was going to happen next. Right, was on the wall. Yeah, yeah, sooner or later, he's getting watered down. You're not gonna you're not you're not gonna see the AJ Styles of old, not anymore, because he doesn't have to be. Yeah, and even if he 
even if he does want to be, they won't let him. Yeah. Simple as that. That's why he can't do the Styles Clash. Yeah, on rare car- uh, uh, occurrences. Yeah, like, yeah, and he has to ask permission. It isn't like, oh, I'm going to go do my match. I'm going to go do this, this, and this, and I'm going to do the Styles Clash. No, you don't get that say-so. You have to ask for permission. Why? If you're a wrestling fan, this is my question to you. All you WWE fans out there listening. Why would you want to take something so special of a talent, no matter who it is, whether it be AJ, The Bucks, Omega, whomever, why would you want to take that unbridled talent that is entertaining the world over and put it in a box to where it can't function the way it it should be able to? Why? I, I don't understand. Why? So you can sit and bitch and moan? About his eight-minute match yeah. or, or the Bucks' eight-minute match on Raw that you were half-ass watching anyway because you're bored to death with it? Like, why would you want to do that? I, just, I don't. I don't understand it. Just look at all, so many other guys. You know, let's let's not talk about AJ Styles anymore. Let's talk about let's talk about Carl Anderson. Oh God, yes. You know, I I, re- I remember I was. I'm an animal lover. I would never. I would never hurt my dogs. I, you know, they're, they're 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 spoiled little brats. They get everything they want. And but I was, they were pissing me off one day, and I kept doing the the Kenny Omega gun. You know, I was, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, fuck this. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't. I, that's not enough. I was like, I need the machine gun. And you know, so I started doing you know the machine gun from from when Carl Anderson was machine gun in New Japan and Bullet Club, and it's like. You took that guy, Carl Anderson, was is arguably the the biggest piece to what made the Bullet Club what it is today. Absolutely. I mean, you the wrestling mind that is Carl Anderson is is absolutely incredible, and it does not exist in WWE because they took that guy. And I'm gonna throw Luke Gallows in there too. Luke Gallows is not as impressive to me as Carl Anderson, but Still, two good good talent get two, two good talented guys, and, you know. In this case, Carl Anderson, and you made him a joke. You made him a crony. Yeah. And then you have him in these matches, and you know they're not doing anything. And you know some people have argued. This is this is this part right here baffles me because a lot of these WWE marks, I get arguments for WWE marks all the time. I don't know why I do this to myself, <laughs> but they. They said, like, well, if you had if you had that opportunity to get paid a shit ton of money and not have to work so hard, it's all about working smart, not hard. And I said this. I was like, I'll tell you what. I, I'm, I'm a full believer in working smart, not hard. I I do that in my, my job as much as I possibly can. But there's days, obviously, where you got you to gotta turn it up a notch, of course. But um, if I work my ass off to be a professional wrestler because let's face it it's not an easy gig to get into by no means you work so hard to get there and you get to a company like the wwe and they say hey you don't what are you doing slow down you have to ask yourself did you really love this business to begin with and i'm not saying that's what happened with aj styles i'm not saying that's what happened with carl anderson but if that's something that you want to do you work your ass off just so you can take it easy did you love this business to begin with? You know, you got to ask, did Ric Flair love working hour-long matches sometimes twice a day? Did he love the business then? 
or did he want to go to WWE and put on some shit show like that Hulk Hogan was putting on? <laughs> Hi, Paul. <laughs> you, you know what? As far as Gallows, Anderson, and Styles, a, a huge reason they even came to the WWE is because of family. You know, it yeah, was, it, yeah, it, okay. it, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about the, for the you know whether they they were questioning uh, their love and loyalty to the sport. Yeah, they miss their family, and you know they all have kids. Sure, and they they wanted to be with their family. I totally get that. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But that they're making that sacrifice because you're you're they're they're not allowed to to be themselves in the ring anymore. But they're doing it for their family. So that that's that. There's that give and take. So there, that's that's that example. You know, I never, I didn't put that in perspective. You know, but at the same time, if you were to ask Carl Anderson right now, what his what his feelings for WWE, and let's say we had him not recorded off the record, I wonder what his response would be. I'm pr- I, I'm pretty sure I know what his response. Would I be. I can't imagine he's happy doing what he's doing. I just I can't. He likes getting paid. I'm sure. Who doesn't? You know. But no. Yeah, I want to get paid too. Yeah, but he's not he's not happy with with what he's doing. You know. I mean, obviously, family should come first. I, I'm I'm not I'm not faulting those guys for doing what's best for their for their family, their kids. Um, I don't have any kids myself, but you know, if I was in their shoes, I might do the same thing. I I don't know. I, I don't know because obviously my you know my kids would would come first I get all, I get all that but at the same time I would work my ass off to find another way true find another way I mean shit what's what's there's so many different companies you could work for out here in the states I ring of honor you know impact wrestling wasn't so ideal at the time but you know maybe if it's is where it is now maybe impact wrestling true we certainly true. don't have to travel as much <laughs> yeah. you know i i mean there there's there's still options to make and there's still a shit ton of money to make too outside of the WWE banner and that's what so many people don't understand look you you, if you don't if you don't see the writing on the wall, you are living under a rock. Pick up that fucking rock and see that <laughs> the wrestling world is changing, and it's changing for the better. It's evolving. It's evolving, and you need to either get with the times or just keep your mouth shut because you sound stupid. Yeah, I I completely agree with that, and you know, I uh. I appreciate wrestling fans from all walks of life and all very opinionated points of view. But you're absolutely right. It, it's ever-evolving, and you really do have to get with the times. I, I know a lot. I, I personally know a lot of disgruntled wrestling fans right now because things aren't what they used to be, you know? And you can't, you just, you can't do that to yourself. You're going to be a very unhappy wrestling <laughs> fan if if that's all you want. And, and guess what? If that's all you want out of wrestling, then, hey, take take your your old footage, your archived footage, and just watch that and, and be happy. You know, don't, don't subject yourself to, to what's going on these days. And if you're a WWE fan and that's it, Fine, but don't 
don't quit using that stupid argument that oh, all in there's only ten thousand, WrestleMania is eighty thousand, so therefore WrestleMania is better. That doesn't doesn't matter how many asses are are in a seat or in seats in an arena. Does not matter. That does not say how good a wrestling show is. Doesn't matter how many tickets you sell. What matters is what's happening inside that ring. Because at some point, you know, for, for, for anybody, I don't know much about running a business, but I, what I will say this is that there was a time when WWE was happy with doing 10,000 people arenas. That was a big deal. So why don't you just let these guys have their big deal? Because there's there was a time when it was a big deal for a lot of these guys to be in a 2,000 arena building. And now we're talking 10,000. Who's not to say come next year, as early as next year, then we're not doing 20,000? Anytime you run a venue, you want it to sell out. That's just business 101. Yeah, absolutely. You want to make as much money as possible, hopefully fill all those damn seats. Yeah. And the WWE is not doing that these days. Like it or not. Yeah, fan, fan or no fan, that's right. what's going on. That's the truth. That's fact. You can go and you can go hunt down multiple sources, and you'll get the same result. Okay, that's what's going on. Everybody is in an uproar because three fucking guys sold out ten thousand a ten thousand seat arena in less than thirty minutes. You've you've got people that don't like it, people that are, are fucking in love with it. It's crazy, but. My point here is, it's business. You 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 need you need if you want your product to keep growing and you want that ex, um, exposure, you you have to you have to please the fans at some point. Let's face it: if you're not putting, it's it's a wrestling business. You can call it sports entertainment all you want. It's still yeah. wrestling. Yeah. People still get in a ring and they wrestle. They don't. You you can't. You can only call that sports entertainment to a certain degree. They mm. still wrestle. You physically wrestle. So if that product isn't coming across as well received, sooner or later it shows because there's not enough asses in the seats. Yeah. And the moment that starts to happen, you should fucking worry, especially if you're a company as big and global as the WWE is because it doesn't matter how many different revenue streams they have. Network, ticket sales, merch, what have you. Your your main one is still putting asses in seats, yes. even if it's for a few shows a year. Yeah, you still have to sell those those asses to seats, or those seats to asses. Right. A couple things here. One, WWE. Again, we talked about this on the show. They cut their pay per views because they said it was too much, and the reason why it was too much because you weren't selling enough seats. It's simple as that. You were not filling out those arenas the way that you should. And the reason why is not because there were too many pay-per-views, but it was too many lousy pay-per-views. That's that was that's that's the facts here. You know, somebody again, I, I was I was pointing out how much money WWE's making. The money that they were making on was on what we're watching right now, the WWE network. That has made them a shit ton of money. Congratulations! That was that's that's a great way to stay afloat. I mean, they're staying more than staying afloat, but that's a great way to do that. If your ticket sales are are dwindling a little bit, you have another 
platform to make money. So they're at the end of the day, their money is being made, but it's not being made made in the way that traditionally you should be making money, and that's selling tickets, because that means less people want to go see your product. If you listen to a, a, enough interviews and uh, footage and podcasts and what have you. You'll come across a notion when it comes to selling tickets called papering, where if they know a show's not going to sell out or they they need it to sell out for sure because it's a, a bigger show, they'll go paper the crowd, meaning they'll give away tickets either at a discount or for yes. free. As far as I know, that is something that doesn't go on to the degree that it used to these days. Mm-hmm. And it shows. If you can't fill a fucking uh, a venue for a Monday Night Raw, and it shows up on camera, you're you're basically you're shooting yourself in the foot. All the money spent on production and transportation and all that to to have a televised event, you should be taking that time to paper the fucking arena. Yeah. Whether it be at a discount or for free. Mm-hmm. At the very least, you got more people coming in, filling up the seats, buying uh, refreshments and merchandise, and getting exposed to the product yeah. than you wouldn't before. And I and, and don't get me wrong, I still say this knowing full well that there's a, a network that they have running. I get that. I totally get that. But there's there's nothing that's going to ever replace getting getting seats filled in an arena there's just not there's too much importance on it yeah you know and and then going back to 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 these independent companies you know you and i again we're from chicago land area and you when you first introduced me to ring of honor many years ago now i mean it was it was such a a breath of fresh air what that company was and for the longest time, it was at this uh, little gymnasium field house in, in Chicago Ridge. And the last few shows that we went to, it was at a bigger arena in Villa Park. Yeah, I, at I, the Odium. At the Odium. I don't think they're going back to Chicago Ridge anytime soon. I, I this, this, suffice it, suffice it to say that's you're probably right. When I first when I first did Ring of Honor, we did we did bleachers and the setup. We were right by where they came out. Um, again, even if you did it during their later days, it was still not a bad scene in the house. It's, again, it's a field house, but you know the, the ringside t- the ringside seats. There was only. Maybe just a, a, a three, four rows, and then that was it. And as as it kept progressing, those seats around ringside kept getting more and more and more. Um, and then you're still trying to find places to put. You know, there are less bleachers, but it's more standing room. Yeah. And when you get that, that's that's a good problem. It's a problem, but to, you know, it's, it's a good it's, problem, it's a good to, problem have, to have. Yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe we can't do this arena anymore. Maybe it's too too small. The Odium is not again to those WWE fans. You're not going to be overly impressed, but again, you're filling out that arena now too. So maybe that's not big enough. Maybe you got maybe Ring of Honor has to go to the Sears Center, 
Maybe Ring of Honor has to go to the All-State. You know, I, I don't... At this point, the way that Ring of Honor has promoted itself, there's not a doubt in my mind that they can't fill out something like the United Center. Well, it's funny you mention that because next year, they're going to be running the Madison Square Garden. WWE territory. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the relationship between the WWE and uh, the legendary Madison Square Garden is uh, is a little stressed right now. Uh, I guess Madison Square Garden, from all reports, uh, is kind of having a fit uh, because the WWE keeps running the Barclays Center for their events. For SummerSlam, too. For, and for yeah. SummerSlam, too. So uh, Madison Square Garden was like, well, fuck it. We're going to go and put other wrestling here since you guys don't want to run us. And so next year, sometime in 2019, there will officially be a Ring of Honor show at MSG. And I am so proud as a wrestling fan to say that. That is fucking awesome news. Absolutely. And real quick here, the, the bitter fan of me wants them to do something like a Supercar of Honor. But do it the week of SummerSlam. <laughs> like, yeah, they already have the venue. Yeah. So like, like run, run it, run it the night of uh, Saturday night, the night of NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Um, no, but whatever the whatever they decide to do, I yeah, absolutely. Madison Square Garden. To to anybody that 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 knows, to any WWE fan knows the importance of that arena. Obviously, that's that's the place where WWE became what they are today in that, that venue. And to see somebody else there, you have to applaud that company to get some, is, something that's prestigious. Huge, yeah, that yeah. is huge news. That's one of the, the most coveted arenas in our country. I, I think without a shadow, as far as the history... Oh yeah, the history of Madison Square Garden, and now these minor leaguers, if I've been called, <laughs> as they've been called, they're going to be headlining Madison Square Garden. If you're not impressed yet, you'll never be impressed. That's that's huge. You'll never be impressed, but you know what? I'm a fair guy, so we're gonna take a break and pay some bills, and we're, I'm gonna give you the chance to be impressed, and hopefully by the time we come back from break you're, you're impressed even if it's just a little bit alright so hang with us there's more about Ring of Honor and the importance of running Madison Square Garden after the break stay tuned are you ready yeah I'm ready I can't tell you what to do I can't tell you what to wear hell no I'm not better but I am smarter. I'll bow to the masters. The masters over at Rays. Rays will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards for your favorite places to eat, 
for your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of, and they even have discounts on ride-sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information on raise and discount gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. And we got two words for you. Save money! We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, hanging in there with us. Uh, I've given you guys time to uh, think about things. Are you impressed yet? I hope they are. Shit. But uh, <laughs> we're keeping the ladder match thing going in the background, and we're watching uh, NWO sold out from, what is that, 90? January of 1998. January of 98, six. Uh, also known as Sean Waltman versus the late great Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match with Danny McBride as referee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Nick Patrick. Yeah, if Nat, if Nick Patrick had a like a biopic done about him, Danny McBride is like a dead fucking ringer. It's just he just looks like um, his character from Eastbound and Down. <laughs> I forget his I forget his name now, but it looks just like him. Split an image. <laughs> but uh, getting back to things with Ring of Honor and Madison Square Garden, there's been all this information kind of swirling around in my head ever since that got announced. And I'm I'm gonna bring something up to you, and and I want your your honest opinion, obviously. But uh, this actually all begins with Sammy Callahan. Okay. So Sammy Callahan, again, for those of you who don't know what's going on. Uh, he is enjoying quite the heel run because of a mistake in the ring a few months ago yeah. against Eddie Edwards, which caused Eddie Edwards' uh, orbital bone to be broken. Yep. Hit him with a baseball bat. Hit him with a baseball bat. Ever since then, Sammy Callahan has basically uh, ran with it and has become this ultra heel and is enjoying such success with it not just in Impact Wrestling but PCW Ultra uh, his own indie promotion based out of Ohio um, CZW CZW everywhere that man goes now these days he is pretty much sought after congratulations to him he's doing it right still affiliated with Lucha Underground too yes and with Lucha Underground so Sammy Callahan has recently uh, been lashing out at anyone and everyone in his way, in his path, during during uh, his heel antics. Uh, most recently, Bully Ray, or Bubba Ray Dudley, if you will, on his Busted Open Radio pod... Uh, sorry, not podcast. Almost had a bad Ray- word. Yeah, I did. Yeah. He's going to hunt you down. Yeah, he will hunt me down. <laughs> um, on his uh, radio show. But more importantly, for this conversation, Sammy Callahan is trying to take Chris Jericho and Ring of Honor to task for not having him on Chris or not being invited to Chris Jericho's Russell Cruz. Yeah. So 
Callahan basically says, uh, you know, they're they're afraid because when Callahan was there the first time around, they spit him up and chewed him out and, and left him high and dry. So he's he's got beef with Ring of Honor. And now he's calling him out. He's he's telling everybody that Jericho's too scared to have him on his Russell Cruise because of the heel things that Sammy Callahan is doing. And while Sammy Callahan may be right, this is all possibly going to be worked into an angle. Where Jericho, we might actually see Jericho do some interpromotional stuff with Impact Wrestling. Now, to what degree, we don't know yet. But there are talks. And again, this is all rumor at this point. But he is good friends with Don Callis and Scott Demore, who are running Impact Wrestling. Right. He's already done um, some promotion with them for his Russell Cruise. It's not out of the realm of possibility, folks. So don't be surprised if you see Chris Jericho in some form or fashion become associated with Impact Wrestling. I'm not saying he's going to come out and fight Sammy Callahan. I'm not saying he's going to fight at all. Let's face it, Chris Jericho is in the position in his in his uh, career these days where he calls the shots. He wrestles who he wants and when he wants to. And everybody else can go fuck themselves. But how cool is it to sit there and be a part of this this huge talent trading pool where you Impact already does business with AAA out of Mexico. To add Chris Jericho to the mix would be absolutely brilliant on their part, whether it happens or not. You have Madison Square Garden being run by Ring of Honor in 2019. Yes. And you and I talked about this earlier. It would only be smart business on Ring of Honor's part to keep their New Japan relationship together to co- to run that show. Yes. Make sure you have New Japan talent at that show. Oh, yeah. That's That should be a no-brainer. And let's face it, if I was in control and I had it my way, Omega would still be under contract in New Japan, and guess what? He's working that show. We got Omega in the MSG. You can add the bucks to that, too. You know, that's that's exactly what we meant when we said that professional wrestling is evolving. That's exactly what we meant. Again, I said this... In, in, in the beginning of the show, in the first part of the show, when we talked about Kenny Omega, you don't have to have a WWE banner to be successful in this industry. Not anymore. Here's where it gets a little more exciting. You ready for this? Okay. So Don Callis obviously does color commentary for New Japan. Yes. He has he has helped book the Bone Soldier, Ishimori. Taiji, Taiji Ishimori. For... An impact pay per view coming up. Really? Really. That's weird because he just left. That is official. That's official. That is official. So now you have yet another relationship being established with Impact in New Japan. Now, I'm I'm probably sounding like a fucking uh conspiracy theorist right now. Yeah. But how fucking awesome of a fantasy booking would that be? to take a legendary building like Madison Square Garden 
and get multiple organizations in AAA, Impact, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling to work together to bring you a fucking super show from Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I mean, the way that you had Lucha Underground versus Impact Wrestling, if you guys haven't seen that show, that was a remarkable show. You can catch that <laughs> no, now. No thanks to Albert Del Rio. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for not for no showing. Patron. Actually, you know, you made it better by not by not showing up. I so, agree. So thank Fuck you. Fuck that Seriously. guy. Uh, you're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, imagine something like that, and this is no disrespect to, I think it was the the Poncherian or Steel Mill, one of those smaller venues in, in in New Orleans. No disrespect to to those venues, but imagine now doing that with more companies with more talent. And now you throw in one of the most famous arenas in the world, not just the United States, but the world. The world. In Madison Square Garden. And it's wrestling personified right there. I mean, it's. This is. What, what guys like Chris Jericho are doing, guys like what Don Callis is doing with, with, with the Ishimori signing, because I figured with Ishimori leaving Pro Wrestling Noah. That he was done with Impact because of the, the so partnership did I. was over. So did I. And, but, and but. obviously, Darren Callis wasn't having none of that, and he got he got Ishimori. And I, I hope Ishimori wears the Bullet Club colors. I, I would assume that's what's going on. Because even though Bullet Club is not a part of Impact Wrestling, they're not a part of that 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 circle per se. Doesn't mean. That it can't happen. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Cody could could get over to his issues with Impact Wrestling and do business with them someday again. But uh, and of course, there's different management now too. Yeah, very true. Um, that's this is this is what, what we're talking about with, with professional wrestling. It it doesn't if guys are signed, Kenny Omega, for example. We're talking about him. Guys are signed to. He signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling, but he shows up in different different places all the time. Chris Jericho isn't signed with anybody full-time, and he shows up New Japan. He shows up now potentially at Impact Wrestling. Hell, if he wants to, he'll show up at WWE. They're and not going to stop him. Yeah, and now he's got the IWGP Intercontinental Championship around his waist. Yeah, it was very bittersweet. By the way, because <laughs> I'm a huge Knights of Mark, but congratulations to Chris Jericho. He's a, he's a he's an Intercontinental Champion again. That's crazy. This time in a different company, yeah. but Intercontinental Champion again. Uh, that's a clear sign that he's he's sticking around at least for one more match. Yeah, at least for one more match. So, and that's great for that company. You know, like that's this whole Madison Square Garden thing. You know, I, I'm as you were talking, I was doing a little bit of more research here. Uh, Ring of Honor is not even going to be the first one. Triple uh, A is set to do a show September of this year, 2018. There you go. At the Garden. Um, the Garden, again, they're not happy with WWE. They they feel left out by the fact that uh, WWE took the deal with Barclays to do all their SummerSlams over there, plus all the other shows. You know... What what's wrong with Madison Square Garden? I mean, I know they were you know a few years back they were going through a renovation. Again, it's a very old building, and but they're backing up and running again. So why 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 turn your back 
on the place that made your company what it is today. I, I mean, I, I, again, the, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, they got the better deal. It's all about saving money and this and that. And cool, fine. But loyalty means something too in this business, doesn't it? It should. It should. I thought so. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what, uh, what Vince Sr. Would, would think about this, you know, and, and what that that building means to him. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame for Madison Square Garden, one of the best promoters they, that that building's ever seen. And to have another another company come in and, in this case, it's AAA Wrestling based out of Mexico, come in and put on a show... I, I I gotta I gotta I would love to to know what Vince thinks of this, and uh, what his response would be. I I would too I would too. It it's just it's it's a shame, but but I'm glad I'm glad it's happening because now we get to see other promotions utilize that legendary venue. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's great too because that's obviously New York is a is a fantastic city for for professional wrestling. Um, they you know, a lot of a lot of companies frequent that city, or at least the surrounding towns, whether it's you know New York City or, or somewhere close, you know, and they now you are in the heart of that city in downtown New York City and in one of the biggest venues, and it's it's so great because it's somebody it's it's something different, something different than you've ever seen before in that building at least for people of the newer generation too something brand new and if if I'm the 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 people running Madison Square Garden I'm I'm taking the advice that you said earlier it's it's get everybody not to not to use a uh steal a term here but you know every you know, just go all in yeah you know hell maybe maybe uh, you know, yet to the Ring of Honor show, maybe uh, the second annual All In should happen at Madison Square Garden. Why not? Why not? I, I hope I, I hope Cody hears me when yeah, I say I'd, that. I'd be all for that, man. Can you imagine a road selling out Madison Square Garden? Oh my God! What would Dusty think of that? <laughs> so going, like, you know, thinking of of all of this, this is again going back to what we we talked about earlier. This is exactly the reason why. I think it's a terrible idea for guys like Kenny and and the Bucks to even consider leaving all this to go and and do WWE and during a time when we're in such such great change for for the better why would you leave all of this to to really go to a, a company that's become so redundant and so stagnant in the way they do things, I I understand families and part involved in decision making and, and this and that, but you also have an opportunity to be part of something revolutionary. I I don't know about you, but uh, I I would find a way to to have both. Yeah, I, I agree. I would too. And you know what? They're not. They're not leaving anytime soon. If they leave. If they leave, yeah. Uh, you can go up. You can go on the internet and look up that information. They are. They're booked. They're contracted to New Japan, and and uh, Ring of Honor, through the end of the year. 
I believe Omega is through the end of January. Yes. So January 2019. So it's going to be a while before anything else takes place. But traditionally, when you have talent that big and that important go through the motions of possibly changing uh, companies, there's there's that courtship process where one they there's a, there's a usually a specific period of time where only where the other where the opposition can only approach you for contract talks yeah and let's face it they the three of them guys are nowhere near the word dumb yeah when it comes to the business side of things and with that being said it would be it would be too it would be too stupid to sit there and not realize that they could be they could hold out for more money or they could they could use that as leverage against New Japan to get more money by entertaining an offer from from the WWE so why not have your cake and eat it too sure if if you're a fan and you're thinking about them coming during SummerSlam, you're just talking out your ass. I'm sorry. You you're you're saying words without thinking about what you're saying. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in in a common sense way. It doesn't make sense uh, in a business way. It it just doesn't make sense. You're talking about breaching contract. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, like that would cost them money. <laughs> and and let me and let's face it. As important as they are. In the world of professional wrestling these days, yeah, pretty sure WWE does not want to pick up that tab. <laughs> there's there's no fucking way. Breach of contract, and not only that, but now you have no choice but to stay with WWE at least for the foreseeable future because right. you become those guys. You become those guys. You become those guys that, that uh, dishonor your contract, and they're they're not doing that. It's just Stop with your diarrhea mouse. It's, diarrhea it, mouse. It, it's, it's not. It's not happening. But you mentioned having your cake and eating it too. And as we, as we got done, uh, as we get started recording this, we watched uh, from E3 again. We talked about it earlier on the show. Kenny Omega. Actually, it was the Elite versus the the New Day. We didn't watch the whole event, but we did watch the last, let's say, fifteen minutes. And you know, we got to see Kenny and. Uh, Xavier. Xavier Woods uh, compete, and Kenny Omega won, and they're doing this bit where they have to eat, or the loser had to eat uh, habanero peppers, and that was a pretty funny, funny bit. But Kenny Omega has said multiple times now that what you saw at Dominion was just the beginning uh, of what they want to do. There's a couple things. First, before I go on with more of the, the E3 thing, E3 thing, kind of a tongue twister there. Uh, <laughs> what he wants to accomplish, you know, unless he's speaking out of his ass, which I, I don't think he is, uh, what he wants to accomplish probably won't be accomplished in seven months when his contract ends. So there's that sign right there. But then he also talked about both guys, Xavier and, and Kenny, had said uh, that you know we wanted to do business for each other for a long time, and hopefully we could do business with each other some more. And Kenny <clears throat> said some really interesting things about doing business and about 
really taking two entities and, and bringing them together. What if, and this is right now a big if, but what if he stays what he is today, but, again, with that Chris Jericho effect, shows up in a WWE ring still? Does that change your your opinion? I have my opinion on this. I want to hear yours. Your opinion on Kenny Omega going to WWE, not as a full-time wrestler. He's not a full-time contracted WWE wrestler, but he's doing business with them. It, one, do you see that as a possibility? And two, your thoughts on that? I, I only see it as a possibility if the WWE is open to doing that kind of business. And let's face it, they're, they're, they really aren't. I think a lot of it is because of Vince McMahon. Yeah. And that's just his mentality. The, the very few signs that we have seen of that kind of mentality being broken and, and uh, you know, like, talent trading being okay is due to Triple H. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Adam Cole is going to defend the NXT North American title at Evolve 107. Yeah. You can buy tickets to Evolve over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Evolve. We got tickets for sale. Come join us in Chicago for, yes. for what is that, 110? Evolve 110. Yeah. We'll be there. Front row. Front row. Um, so you have, you have, you have little hinklings of, of talent trading. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, it's still done under the guise of, uh, of WWE because if, you, for those of you who don't know, Evolve is now official, unofficial, uh, WWE breeder. Yeah. Meaning they, they, har- they develop talent for them officially. So it, it's, it's being done, but it's being done in a very controlled environment. Yes. So for Kenny Omega to still work for New Japan, come over and do one or a couple spots with the WWE, it would have to take a hell of a lot of red tape to be gone through in order for it to happen. And then once it happens, that you're it's a whole nother fucking ball game as to what exactly happens. Because now you're dealing with Oh, I don't want my talent to get hurt. You know, it all these different <coughs> issues and situations that that could possibly arise. And just because of all that red tape, I just don't I really don't see it happening. Would it be game changing? Oh my god, yes. That would be fucking awesome. I mean, that us as wrestling fans, that's what we want. We want them to to trade talent with other companies yeah you know for me i grew up on that yeah yeah. you know i it was awesome to see rick flair in world-class championship wrestling and then a week later in georgia championship wrestling working for or working for jim crockett it was that was fucking awesome because (laughs) you got to see all your favorite stars well all the bigger ones anyway yeah travel from territory to territory Everybody got to enjoy wrestling. It's not like that these days, and it should be, you know. Well, and we're, it is. Well, it's not I mean, WWE. Well, exactly. It's getting back to that, and yeah. and I, I for one would be super excited about that happening, but I, I really don't see it happening. 
unfortunately. The, the idea of, of Kenny Omega coming to WWE uh, as a non-contracted WWE wrestler was something that I brought up last year, actually. I don't really remember why it was brought up, but I, I remember having this conversation with a lot of WWE marks, and they, you know, I had said, like, how because. Somebody had mentioned the idea of Bullet Club coming to WWE, how cool that would be. And somebody got butthurt about it because it's, well, why why would you have these guys come in and do whatever the hell they want and leave? <clears throat> and, I, and I said, well, Mr. Mr. Uh, disgruntled WWE fan over here. <laughs> Are you a fan of a guy named Ric Flair? And he said, of course. So he's, you know, of course you had to throw in two-time WWE Hall of Famer. How, how am I not? Okay, did you realize that he became what he is today not because of his what he did in WWE? Because that wasn't that big of a deal. It, to a small extent it was, but... He's not a WWE wrestler. He was never known for that. Yes, he competed in WWE in the early 90s and in, in the mid-2000s, but that's not what he was known for. And I, 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 I mentioned what you talked about, what you grew up with, the territory days. And he's he didn't... He, he and as well as other people, didn't grasp the idea that, well, that's not right. You, you know, you, you shouldn't... Like, you got to work for who you work for like you know like <laughs> trading talent was so foreign i was like man i you are such a wwe fan oh it's, my god it's sad it, it really is sad how cool is it that you can come in after all these years here here's something triple h please if you're listening i know you're not but if you're listening maybe someday he will aj styles last night in new japan pro wrestling we talked about it on the show in our bullet club episode mm-hmm how big of a deal that was to us. Absolutely. Because, one, you kick out AJ Styles in that manner. And, two, it was, who the hell does this guy think he is? <laughs> and we're referring to Kenny Omega, who is one of the biggest names in professional wrestling today. And at the time, it was like, what? You're the guy? You're the guy. What if they were given the opportunity to say, you know what, if we get Kenny Omega... And, you know, we're doing the business with New Japan. We get all that footage. They're really good at making package videos to promote matches. Finally, AJ Styles and Kenny Omega, they go at it. At a WWE ring. AJ Styles gets his revenge. He comes in with the Bullet Club moniker. This is what you're missing out on. AJ Styles says, you know what, you and I, one-on-one. That's a WrestleMania main event right there. Yeah, it is. Easy. It is, but uh, does it get executed the right way? Probably not. But if it's allowed to? If, if, it, if, it, again, if it's allowed to? Oh, oh my God. Everything yes. with WWE is a big if. I, I, I totally get that. <laughs> it's a huge if. <clears throat> and that's why I said Triple H, because Triple H has got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy to, to put this together, because Vince McMahon, the same reason, they're, they're, for those who don't know, there was opportunities, opportunity for Vince McMahon and WWE to have Bullet Club. That was a thing. That was an idea. 
But of course, being Vince McMahon, he just wanted he wanted Bullet Club to himself. He wanted the rights to Bullet Club. Well, that's not a possibility. It's not, that's, that wasn't that wasn't the agreement. Well, if I can't have it, then I don't want it. You see how foolish that is? I can go to a Ring of Honor show and I can buy any Bullet Club shirt that I want that they have in stock. And guess what? Ring of Honor does not own Bullet Club. You would think so because it's all <laughs> over their product. But no, they do not own the Bullet Club. It's owned by New Japan Pro Wrestling. They sell the shirts. I They get whatever percentage of the, the merchandise. I don't know what the deal is. And then they get to pocket the rest. Even if it's not 100% profit, does it matter? Look at how much Bullet Club shirts you go through. It, same thing with Pro Wrestling Tees. Does it matter if they own it? Of course not. Because after, at the end of the day, they continue to promote it. And they continue to sell it like crazy. And then therefore, everybody wins. That's what trading talent is. So, the Young Bucks are not contracted by New Japan. At least full time. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Okay, I want to make sure I get my facts straight. Yet they're they have two championships for that company. Why would they give them two championships? Why, why would they come in? You know, as these WWE fans would say, why would you come in and let them run amok like that? Why? <laughs> because they're fucking killing it for you. <clears throat> they are entertaining. They are over. They are selling a ton of merchandise. That's every everything I just said. There is what these WWE fans give to me of why WWE is successful. And none of that is fully true for WWE, but in this case, it's 100% true. This is why. Oh, because they are doing everything that you're supposed to be doing to help out a company, and not only that, but they also help out because they're heading to California soon, and it would be really good if some of their these American wrestlers, or North American wrestlers, in the case of Kenny Omega, who's Canadian... Uh, maybe it'd be really good to have them have some championship gold. I'm not saying that's the reason why Kenny Omega won the IWGP Heavyweight Title, but let's face facts: they're a business too, and promoting their 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 show. If that's what they got to do, then they would, you know why would they why would they be so humble to not do that? Let's go back. I'm going to answer the other part of your question earlier to me. Okay. Uh, in regards to the level of respect I would have or not have with Kenny Omega if he stepped into a WWE ring, I would. there would be more respect for him. More? More. Okay. Because he was able to be a part of and help accomplish such a feat. Because, again, I really don't think it's going to happen. But more importantly about this question, this actually doesn't have anything to do with Kenny Omega. I say if anyone's going to show up where they shouldn't show up, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it as general as that because I don't know what he's capable of at this point, I'm talking about Sammy Callahan. When he was on Bully Ray's uh, radio show, Bully Ray said, you know, with, with the way his attitude is going, meaning Sammy Callahan's, mm-hmm. He might as well just start jumping rails at shows. 
and see see what he what kind of shit he can get into because no one no one wants to work with him according to Sammy Callahan. Yeah. I hate to tell you this, but he's in that position. Right now he's in that position to where he could probably do it. I don't know that he would completely get away with it, but he could probably do it. And as long as he does it for the right company that's willing to play ball, man, that's that. Shut up and take my money. So you know, if if Triple H is listening out there, that's the guy you need to have jump your rail in NXT. I, I think Vince would have Stephanie divorce him if he uh, <laughs> if he allowed Sammy Callahan to come to WWE. If they if they could land a guy like Sammy Callahan, if they had the balls, yeah, I'm 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 challenging uh, the 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 world famous grapefruits here. <laughs> if you had the balls to like Sammy Callahan come in and do what he's doing now, I'd watch. I'd watch. I'd watch your your stupid shows every weekend. Yeah. I think that's what they're missing. I think that's what WWE is missing. They're missing ba- their balls. Like, they're just missing the testicular fortitude, as they call it, where <laughs> they play it safe every single time. Every every single night, and including WrestleMania. Again, we saw that with AJ and, and Shinsuke. They played it safe. They played it safe because, well, we gotta, we got to have this rivalry going on for the rest of the fucking year, apparently. So... Hey, and I'm cool with that, man. I'm I'm so cool with that. That, but again, well, again, <laughs> like you wanted to go on that long. Guess what? You got to learn how to tell that story properly so that it does happen. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. excited. Yeah. But that's not what's going on. Everybody, well, not everybody. Most people who have common sense about shit like this, we're turned off. We're turned off by two great performers who should be getting. All the fucking spotlight right now. I think that's the reason why I've stopped watching. You know, I record Raw and SmackDown every single week, as I said on the show before. I I stopped watching because they they did the impossible. They made me not care about AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. They made me not care. I don't even want to watch the Wrestle Kingdom match at this point. <laughs> I, and I love that match. I love that entire show. I, I just don't give a shit anymore. Man, you know, we by the time this this episode airs, you know, Money in the Bank would have already happened, and I <laughs> like I care, like I care, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, we're talking Last Man Standing match, and it's like, oh my god, like that's that's awesome, and it's like, no, it's not. I, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Who. I mean, I hope it is. <laughs> I hope they, I hope they let them go and and do what they do, and and we're wrong, but. This match Chan- this gonna end in a no contest too. Yeah. They're gonna do it again. Chances are that's that's not gonna be the case, man. You we're, know, we're gonna be disappointed again. They're gonna do it on, on SmackDown. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bring back Sunday Night Heat so they can do it on Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> I mean it's it's just a never ending cycle with this and none of these matches are standout matches. None of them at all. it's they're super short. They're super slow paced. Nobody wants to hurt each other. You know, if if that's the type of wrestling you want to do, you want to play it safe all the time. You know, work work smart, down hard. Then go go work somewhere else. Go 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 find another sport where you can do that. Because <laughs> at, at some point, 
you have to you gotta take risks. You gotta take risks in that ring. And you know, there might be people out there, what do you know? You ever wrestled a match before? No, I mean not an official match. But no, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I guess, in that. But I know as a fan what I'm watching and I'm not entertained. And as a you know, as a consumer, I have that knowledge to say, I don't wanna buy your product anymore. Um and, you know, and, and it obviously doesn't matter because I'm a hypocrite because, again, I'm recording the show, so I'm helping out ratings that way. And then I'm giving them my 10 bucks a month with the WWE Network. And uh, and that's fine. I, I, I can be a hypocrite in that sense. But the one thing they can't have is my time because I just refuse to sit down and watch this, this, this garbage that they're putting out. And it's a shame because, you know, we talk about hashtag support professional wrestling. You know who's in part of that is WWE. I want you guys to support them. I just want wish they would support us as fans and give us something we want to watch. At least most of us want to watch. You know, for those of you that are entertained, at least you're entertained. Yeah, you know, I'm, hats I'm, off to yeah, you. I'm glad somebody's entertained because I sure as hell yeah, am not. Yeah, I, I, I've never, I will never say, ever. I've never said it, nor do, will I ever say that I just want WWE to go away because I don't. It'll always have a special place in my heart because that's what brought me to the dance. But I'm not going to continue dancing with you guys if, if. I don't like the song. If I don't, you know, if I don't <laughs> I, like your moves. I, I think I think it can be said in, in a much simpler sense, and it'll drive the point home very clearly for those who still don't understand. If you're an entertainment company, you should be able to entertain your audience. It's that simple, right? It's that simple. And on that note, we're gonna end the show. Black and white is that? Black and white is that. Black and white is a Bullet Club t-shirt. Good God. <laughs> Catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew. Come talk to us. I am I have yet to talk to some of these WWE fans that you keep running into. I would love the opportunity. Come see me. You know where I'm at. Come see me. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. I will talk to you directly. I will school you like the student that you are. Yeah, you get you guys you think I'm you, th- you think you think I'm a I'm a tough cookie. This guy is uh he's he's the king of wrestling knowledge. Hate me on Twitter at 20x20crew. You can find pictures of us or our episodes at the very least on Instagram at instagram.com/20x20crew or at 20x20crew. Um, our, our home base is 20x20crew.com We're always there We got a YouTube channel Please support the YouTube channel We are we are in the midst of adding a lot more uh, YouTube exclusive content Yes our, our little fantasy segments The following contest We're having a blast recording them Yeah, those are awesome We, we, hope, you, uh, we hope you enjoy it And have something to say about those fantasy matches Please like that. send us in your fantasy matches Yes, too. please send us, send us in your fantasy matches We definitely want to hear what you have to say We'll, we'll even throw you a shout out uh, On the episode Absolutely. or on the segment If, yes. if we use it Because, I mean, that's what this is all about We want you to we want you to fantasy book with us. We don't want to be the only ones fantasy booking. No, absolutely not. And, and again, again, we we uh, we have our opinions, and even if we disagree with uh, some of the things you say, we we're a welcoming community. We want you to be involved, 
uh, that's what thrives this this podcast. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button, spread the word. Uh, again, we got tons of exclusives coming your way soon. We are we're still we're still trying to get our feet completely wet in this thing. So thank you for for those who have been here since day one. Yes, and, thank and, you, and thank you for those that uh, are maybe starting with this episode. Thank you for for tuning in. I mean, there's there's no wrong time to tune in. All of our episodes are on YouTube right there for for your listening pleasure. Hit that subscribe button. We're looking just for 50 subscribers. Uh, and uh, we're going to do a little giveaway as soon as we, we do that. Uh, for you WWE fans, I, I'll make sure I throw some WWE products in there as well as other stuff. <laughs> so um, to help the appeal to, to everybody. so And it's just a, a small way to say thank you for for being there at the beginning stages and what we hope to be a, a long running uh, experience here for, for everybody for your listening pleasure. So please hit that subscribe button. I can't stress that enough. And if, for those who have done so again, thank you so much for supporting the show. You have no idea what that means to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next week, we, we will, will see you in, in the, the ring. ring.